0: Hello, I'm Harry. Hello, I'm Rory, and you're listening to Games on Film.
1: for joining us again on Games on Film, the podcast that celebrates video game movies, and we've got a very special movie today, I think it's the most anticipated movie on the year, certainly the most anticipated uh, movie which features a cast of super-powered characters with um, elemental stones, big purple evil bastards, uh, <laughs> what's the film called again? Oh yeah, Pokemon Detective Pikachu.
0: Yes, that's right. This is our first cinema release we've done since Wreck-It Ralph 2. And it's definitely, when we started the podcast, one of the films we were most looking forward to. Mm. And it's finally here. Who else is finally here? (laughs) (laughs) Performing for you. If you know the words, you can join in too. Put your hands together if you want to clap. As we take you through this poker wrap, it's Hamish Steel.
2: Wow! Yeah, the Pokemon Professor. um, I've been a guest on all your Pokemon episodes.
1: You're wearing the lab coat,
2: as you usually do, your Professor Oak lab coat. Yes, and like all professors in the Pokemon franchise, I seemingly know very little. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's true. Uh, yeah, Professor Oak seems to be aware there's only 150 Pokemon and he also doesn't know any of their names. Yeah.
1: He's like, I'm an expert in my field. You know there's more than 150 animals on the bed. I'm an expert. He's <laughs> an expert
2: on that field, that specific field <laughs> outside <laughs> with <laughs> a Pidgey in it. Yes. Um, where I caught these three Pokemon. <laughs> my
0: window is my research. Yeah. Um But we interrupt our regular Pokemon anime series. Oh yes. Because we did the first two Pokemon animated movies, but mm. this is the first live action pokemon outing
1: i know i mean i'm really annoyed because i've got lots more to say about how much i hate tracy from Pokemon <laughs> 2000. that's gonna have to wait for the next anime enc- um encounter <laughs> um yeah. Yeah, well next year
2: you'll... you'll get tracy a pokemon story oh, well, <laughs> pokemon true. origins tracy mm. who would you
1: cast as tracy oh gosh who's the most pathetic and annoying person you can think of <laughs> um i, guess, be a I CGI. guess i'm i'm, I'm free <laughs>
2: He'll be a CGI creation.
0: What's the latest going on in the Pokemon world then at the moment? Because there was
2: announcement of Sword and Shield. (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon News Update. Pokemon News Update. Yes, months ago they announced a Pokemon game. Um, But there's also loads of other stuff. um, There's another Pokemon movie coming out this year.
0: Yes, uh, a CG remake of Mewtwo Strikes Back.
2: Yeah. Basically, they only make a Pokemon movie, ex- excluding this one, um, they only really make a Pokemon movie in Japan if there's something new to show. You know at the start of Mewtwo Strikes Back how he's all covered in armour? Yeah. Well, in this version, he's called Armoured po- Armored Mewtwo TM and has a new design. Like, the only thing in the film that has a new design. I'm
1: really confused. It's, it's not a, a remake Mewtwo, it's a new Mewtwo. Everything Not U3.
2: No, everything is remade, but basically it's rumoured Sword and Shield will introduce armoured Pokemon, and this film is being made to show off that.
1: I see. But... Oh, you would thought the Pokemon company would be so
2: corporate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do hope this new Pikachu film has merchandise. That would be really
1: cool. Company.
0: <laughs> mm. Pokemon Detective Pikachu, then... Um, yes. While it sounds, Sorry, do we
1: have to call it Pokemon Detective Pikachu every time? Well,
0: the BBFC card at the start of the film said Detective Pikachu. That's mm. it. But in the film, it does well, say the film's called
1: Detective Pikachu. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. There's
0: <laughs> no what other Pokemon. That's what
1: it says on the tin.
0: Um, but the official title, I think, is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Mm. But we can call it Detective Pikachu for short. But or DP. It is. While it feels very much.
1: <laughs> I mean that's that's too much like Deadpool, I suppose. We'll get to that as well. Yeah, and something else. Um... I've missed that. <laughs> <laughs> what a sweet innocent Harry. What does he miss this time? <laughs> Deep penetration. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I wasn't gonna bring up bestiality, but you could if you can talk to Pokemon and they really wanted to have sex with you. Um like, so, Rory, the... what did you think of the movie? <laughs> this film's PG, wasn't it?
2: There's spoilery reasons why I'm very glad they didn't go down that route for this movie. Detective Pikachu
0: is, in of itself, while it, uh, a spin-off game from the main Pokemon mm. franchise. The game was originally released in a kind of shortened, downloadable version in Japan in 2016, but it got a worldwide release only in March 2018, so... The film was in development before the game itself got a a, a worldwide release, and uh, it, it seems like apparently that the makers of the game there was originally, the TV animation of Pokemon was originally going to have all the Pokemon talking anyway, um, not just repeating their names because in the games they just make little
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah mm. crunchy digital noises. Uh, so, how to translate that into the anime? They did actually. The original intention was to have all the Pokemon talking, you I know, as really humans don't know that idea. The animation company they never managed to sort of sell the concept of that to game freak in a way they would accept. So, in the end, the only Pokemon that does really talk is Meowth. <laughs> I suppose in the animation, although so does Slowking and Lugia and
2: Mewtwo and yeah, talking is um, usually for legendary types or psychic Pokemon. Depends on the plot, I would imagine. Yeah, but the the <laughs> mouths situation implies all Pokemon have the capability if they try mm. hard enough. Yeah,
0: just like if you do ten thousand hours of anything, you can become, you know, an expert.
2: Which is kind of disturbing because it means they all have the intelligence
1: capable, like they they think in these well, ways. The big, they don't big have
0: part... to understand. They have to just know how you're feeling. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's
1: brought up in the film, and yeah, I think I think the film very much establishes that Pokemon are animals, but they're not dum dums. Well, they, they do have a heightened level of intelligence. I don't know. Mm. It wasn't. I read an interview. I can't remember where I saw it. The creators of Pokemon were asked, what is a Mr. Mime? <laughs> and they, their answer was, I, they don't know. <laughs> he just like
2: appeared in the coding and they were scared <laughs> to delete <laughs> him. Apparently
1: also, the, the only real problem the, I think, Game Freak had with how the Pokemon were depicted in this film was Lickitung. Apparently they had a real, real problem with Lickitung licking Tim's face in this. We've jumped right in. This
0: being the first live-action a representation of the Pokemon world, translating Pokemon into an environment where actual humans exist, They, therefore, like, what are they, how are they represented? And I know when the first Detective Pikachu trailer came out, there was a lot of discussion about weight. That Pokemon has fur? I thought you are talking about weight, as in, like, fat shaming
1: or something. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, just in terms of, like, you yeah. know, Jigglypuff, is like... I didn't think Jigglypuff was furry. And then it's just like, well, what is that wobbly thing dangling off its head mm. unless it's
2: like a, a beautiful curl of hair? Mm. I'm very intrigued to look at the art book for this because I feel like in every situation where people said, oh, this Pokemon was supposed to have this texture, I'm sure they tried. And the film I, I the film isn't the biggest budget thing in the world. And you can sort of tell. There's a, the CGI in it has a... Um, like, sort of satisfying, but cheap. I don't know, kind I think, of I think to the, it.
0: I think the animation is nice. Yes. I think the visual effects and the animation and the characterization of the Pokemon is really good. I think it's less... There's certain shots where the integration with the world isn't quite the same. I'm not too sure whether that was to do with the fact that because it was shot on film, and it's a lot easier for, you know, integrating CG characters into digital film, Whereas this, because film has its inherent grain, then you have to kind of match the grain of the mm. CG creation. and
1: I think a lot of work was done. I think there's a... Visual yeah, effects artists are obviously the silent heroes because I think they're taking these super-duper cartoony characters and a lot of them with proper anime, like, line eyes mm. and making them seem like they are there. And so much work has gone into making these these absolute cartoon characters look like real creatures that are in there and I think part of it is how they've desaturated quite a lot of the film it's a very colourful film a lot of the times but I feel like they dialed down the colours for a lot of the brighter Pokemon I'm sure shooting in Britain was a budgetary thing but also Britain has a very sort of neutral light and I mean you know we've got like a big blue uh hedgehog in the room slash elephant in the room (laughs) which we won't talk about now but There's been a lot of ways made about Sonic the Hedgehog and how he looks really weird. I guess Sonic proves how difficult it is to get that sort of thing right. And I think the fact that all the Pokemon this mostly look fantastic, I think is a major victory. Well,
2: that's the thing. When I first saw the first trailer, I had comments. I have always visualised certain things differently. For example, Pikachu's cheeks, I always saw as pads, like little bits of kind of toe bean on his face. Mm. But I thought that straight away and then thought, well, it might be a bit gross if he just had kind of skin on his face Mm. like that. Mm. And I'm sure there was a lot of, like you were saying, Jigglypuff. I can imagine it being balloon texture and looking a bit too gimpy. And like, (laughs) there does seem to be in the film like a fur texture, a like scale texture, etc. And they made a lot of good calls even when it's not exactly how you ever imagined. The fact that I have seen a film with a live action Mr. Mime in and I'm not like Mm. in an asylum (laughs) is is um, miraculous.
1: Yeah, I think... Even even though I was singing the praise of it, it took a little bit of time to adjust, but I feel you, you do get used to it. And speaking of this first trailer, it changed my heart. <laughs> <laughs> because you're right, when you mentioned how you think, well, we're making a Detective Pikachu film? What go? What's going on? How come they're not making an adaptation of Pokemon Red and Blue back in like 1996? And, but that first shot in the first trailer and there's a tinkling of the Pokemon theme and you just see all these Pokemon living together and I was it's like that bit in Ratatouille where the film critic eats Ratatouille I was brought back <laughs> I forgot that the rat's name isn't Ratatouille <laughs> <laughs> oh, that rat looks delicious put a little bit of garlic butter all over it and when I saw that trailer it was like I'm, I'm home. And and I know, <laughs> I know that we've seen so many animes, we've seen cartoons with the um, Pokemon humans living together. But and and of course, I'm not dismissing animation in the, in the slightest. But to see what it would be like to live in a Pokemon world was just so. It felt like I was home. It was just lovely. I think
0: that's the thing. Whenever they released a new Pokemon game, the TV commercials would always have snippets of actual people interacting with Pokemon, and it would create uh, a a live-action version of the Pokemon world. And you'd watch those trailers and adverts over and over again, because it'd just be 10 seconds of, this is what Pokemon actually looks like.
2: That's the thing. I will, uh, jumping a little bit into the film, there's, like, a snippet of you seeing a, like, Pokemon League battle. Yeah. And to be honest, it looked very much like a Pokemon Go advert. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, that it, looks like
1: the fakest it, bit of background. It was a
2: bit. I'm mean, that kind of thing made me glad that, you know, if this movie is a massive success and they keep making Pokemon movies, that maybe one day we'll get to the stage where we can buy into a like Pokemon League story.
0: Yeah, they should do it like a sports movie and yeah. use all the tropes of.
2: But know, um, that. they definitely made the right call for a film about. A kind of small story happening in this pokemon world probably one of the least played games yeah. to be adapted at least with this amount of budget i don't know i i think that each trailer seemed to win everyone over a bit more
0: the hardest part was to create a believable pokemon world mm. and i think you know that's what they managed to achieve
1: i really do like the the look of this world because when you're presenting a, like an urban fantasy or science fiction film there's a very real risk of uh, the it feeling like the world's stopping around the corner but I just felt like an, an actual world and I liked the grime of it a bit uh, I just liked that of like, almost like a blade runnery type look to it um, and to
2: be honest it felt more like a pokemon world than the cartoon or the games mm. because in the games even every single NPC you ever talked to was talking about Pokemon (laughs) and every shop you can go into is about Pokemon. And it was interesting that the main character was an insurance person Mm. at the start. And like people seem to be going about their lives. You could, you didn't have to be a Pokemon trainer to live in this world.
0: And that, yeah, that's the thing. The the film is set in a city designed to, you know, a kind of Pokemon and human uh, utopia that's just that city. Whereas the rest of the world is just like, yeah, there's Pokemon hanging around and doing stuff, but it's just like animals are...
2: And that know. kind of rule of like, that's that city is very Pokemon. Yeah. The anime is filled with, oh, in this town, we only like water
1: types. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, I, I do have thoughts about just the concept of Ryan city, but I don't want to get too ahead of well, ourselves. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, we'll do that. What I appreciated as well was in adapting a movie and making Pokemon live action, they didn't go the... Pokemon are invading the real world! Mm-hmm. Or, what are these Pokemon? And, like, mm. we're discovering Pokemon first time. It's just like, no, Pokemon exist. They've always existed. People have known about them for ages, and they just get on with their lives, and you just have to, you know, while there are obviously little snippets of lore which are given to the uninitiated in the audience, mm. it's a, it's more like, Pokemon are here, and just go along with the ride, and... You'll catch up and get what's going on. You don't have to know every single Pokemon before you watch this movie.
1: Yeah, there was, it was actually really refreshingly light on exposition. We tend to forget that, like some of the best science fiction films, best fantasy films, they do drop you in it. There's a lot of stuff which is implied, like in the Lord of the Rings films. You know, there's a lot of implied in like the architecture and the costumes, as opposed to just outright saying. You know what's the difference between a wood elf and, and non wood elf? I guess the woods. <laughs> um, but you know, there's that little video of Bill Nye when he's explaining rhyme city as he's travelling in. But I mean, I will say I, I saw it with a friend who was absolutely not a Pokemon expert, and he and he he, he enjoyed the film a lot. So I mean, I saw this one tweet about how people criticising Detective Pikachu for requiring a lot sort of law knowledge are stupid because. Uh, Avengers Endgame requires like 20 films of homework beforehand and and so yes the film has to exist in its own world and I do think Detective Pikachu did that. Who's played the actual Detective Pikachu
0: game?
2: (laughs) A a bit.
0: (laughs) I mean yeah I downloaded the demo and played it before seeing the film. I was kind of surprised how actually the film is a loose adaptation but it's still taking story beats and characters. It's not just, oh, it's Detective Pikachu and he's wearing a deerstalker. No, it's Tim Goodman, Tim Goodman, Goodman looking for looking his... By his dad, Harry Goodman, and mm. he meets Detective Pikachu. And the demo I played has, um, it starts off with Crazed Apom, these monkey Pokemon mm. uh,
1: causing havoc and you have to chase them down. I guess this is the point where I sort of will properly show my hand about this film. I, I really, really loved it. And I think in part of it is because the makers clearly have a deep, deep love for Pokemon. And the director, Rob Letterman, he previously directed Goosebumps, which yep. I actually really enjoyed that film, though I wasn't really a Goosebumps fan. But he's obviously, in his later films, because I look back at his other films, then they're not so well lauded. But at least Goosebumps and I feel Detective Pikachu take a beloved IP, which has been around for about 20 years. IP means intellectual property, by the way. Not intellectual penetration. <laughs> Not intellectual penetration, <laughs> that's very sexy. Um, yeah, he obviously is a dab hand at taking something which is beloved and just and just making a, a, a film out of it which really respects the material.
0: Yeah, I, but, I mean, there's obviously changes... Which are made. I mean, the game is very much brighter and cheerier in terms of its look because it's meant to fit more into the Pokémon game world. It's not yeah. gritty. It's definitely more trying to do more of a Sherlock Holmesy style thing. Whereas in the movie, it's it's more noir film noir that it pits up on. Though still has the Deerstalker stalker hat. That brings the question: In the Pokemon world, are they called Deer Stalker? Do deer
1: exist? Stantler, Statler Stalker. <laughs> I very much had that same question because I I've seen this film twice, but the second time I watched it, I did look at Pikachu's hat and thought, like, "Oh yeah, that's not called a detective hat, is it?" Yeah, <laughs> it's, I just call him a smart guy hat. <laughs> a smart guy hat. Who's that, Mister um, Smart Guy? I think it
2: helps that. The world that the games of Pokemon are set in are supposed to be our world, but Pokemon are in it. Like I always think of Kanto as being '90s Japan, but Pokemon are there.
0: But they they haven't replaced animals well. There's no animals well. (laughs)
2: When there was 150, they hadn't replaced animals, and there's numerous examples of. There's this very famous uh, official like post bit from a um. Pokemon calendar of Misty at like a Japanese festival where she's walking past someone walking a pug. Like just a full-on <laughs> pug. And there's a bit in the anime where they look out the window and see fish, but back then there was Magikarp and Goldeen. And slowly they've so, transitioned into animals don't exist, but I think... I... All the Pokemon ate all the real animals.
1: Are you saying there's plenty more fish in the sea now? Ha 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 Yes, I am. Well, but not like, fish. They... No fish. All Pokemon.
0: <laughs> but it's, yeah. a, it's a perennial question and which we don't, don't ask tell, don't so. tell yes. <laughs> but like
2: if you were to create the mushroom kingdom or hyrule it would be a much taller order than a city landscape but there's some bu- strange cgi birds it's the first pokemon movie without ash and that's honestly quite refreshing because i think if ash is present the story has to be like mm. about his you
1: know quest to be the best pokemon trainer ever and saying that i I did think earlier in the week, if like they pan across to a 10-year-old sort of black-haired boy with, dressed like Ash, well, I suppose my, if, yeah. my heart would have stopped, mm. and that would have been it. I'm done. The but, end.
2: But yeah, I just think it was a smart move. Like, when I first heard Detective Pikachu's being made, utter bafflement. But the, I think sitting through a trainer's story would be genuinely cringy.
0: We all went to the Pokemon Detective Pikachu pop-up.
1: Yes. In London. Yes. Part of the hype so, machine. How was this hyped? It was something like Explore Rhyme City in Expectation of Detective Pikachu. It was like a basement. It was a basement with a neon wall and
0: three Jigglypuff karaoke booths.
2: When I walked in, I thought this was like a waiting area. But basically, <laughs> the top, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah, the top area was just a huge, unorganized queue for coffee. And then downstairs I could get my nails
1: done. <laughs> <laughs> my um, It was fine, but I think uh, Hamish and I left having got in right away because we had, we had got a free ticket, which you could apply for. But we passed a queue of people, a really long queue of people in very variable London weather. And we were just thinking, oh, crikey, if they don't know what they... What a yeah. disappointment. And it was full of tourists as well. So people had travelled from... The other side of the world to, <laughs> <laughs> to start at the queue for maybe an hour.
2: There was a nice stuffed Pikachu, very, which looked yeah. very taxidermy, um, <laughs>
1: which was cute. It was a nice little selfie opportunity. I mean, it was free and there was something fun to do, but it didn't really it didn't affect my hype one jot. No, we're all
2: definitely going to go to the Sonic one, aren't we? <laughs> oh, 100%. it's just a—it's di-
1: just you go into a dark room and you hear he's there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so
0: you just hear in the corner, meow.
2: <laughs>
0: I saw a video of so someone says meow in
1: the trailer, just in case you want to. it's
2: yeah. <laughs> Just a hairy hand holds yours. <laughs> like, don't blink. We're about I mean... to go very fast. <laughs> Um, but. I saw a video of someone in a the theater watching the Sonic trailer, and a bunch of people went and said meow along <laughs> to meow and laughed.
1: Meow! <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't want them to take that out. Mm. Anyway,
0: um, when you went to see Detective 2, what was the audience like? Because my audience, I saw it opening night. It was a pretty full screening, but there were maybe only about three or four families, maybe a total of about ten children the rest of the audience it was lots of people of lots of different ages who wanted and... to be
1: pokemon trainers when they grew up but now but that's
0: the, that's the thing i don't know how many of the people were pokemon fans i'd say sort of couples people in their sort of 30s 40s not necessarily pokemon fans but it seemed to be lots of groups of people who maybe <laughs>
1: people love detective movies Well,
0: but I I think it's, I think it's like clearly a cross-generational thing, because yes, there is the nostalgia, there is the growing up with Pokemon that's been around for 20 years, but I think also something like the marketing of this movie's been really good, it's been really fun, having the Ryan Reynolds appeal, I think, Mm. has definitely worked and pulled in people who wouldn't necessarily go and see a, what is ostensibly a kid's movie, even if it is you know, a bit dark and gritty.
2: I said this on one of the previous podcasts I was on with you guys. Pokemon Go was utterly game-changing for the Pokemon company. But in terms of money, at least, it, like, brought in so much. Mm. And it was the first time, I think, they started realising that, up until then, Pokemon was going forward, and it was just making new Pokemon, making new generations. And that was when they realised that it's old enough now that they can go off the nostalgia factor as well. Detective Pikachu has arrived at just the moment where it's aimed at kids who are at the age where their parents are probably people that play Pokemon. Mm. So I think it's absolutely designed for the cross-generational thing. I would say, compared to some other films I've seen lately, which have been billed as kids' films, this one felt kiddier. Sure. There was, as soon as the film started, I kind of went, okay, now this is like actively a children's film and like Shazam was a film I saw recently which I don't I, I thought was maybe meant to be more of a kids film but a lot of kids had to leave because it was just really scary
0: I I think what you're saying about the the cross-generational thing and I think that's reflected in the choice of Pokemon they have in the movie that I think it was quite a good mix of new and old you know you can't include more than you know a hundred because mm. just the CG work and creating all those things just I thought takes a ages good choice and ages. That
1: like, I, I can imagine alternate film where they do have every pokemon in there for no good reason. Yeah.
0: And this just felt like yeah, it's a bit strange how there's only a bunch of these pokemon in this place and a bunch of these pokemon in this place, but it was a I think they had a good mix because there was a bunch of pokemon I hadn't seen before or new because I hadn't played the games recently, but then there I was would say yeah, there was a, there was a
2: point in the movie I remember going, "Okay, I've seen all the pokemon they're going to have in this film." It, and it wasn't very near the end. Yeah. And then, you know, continually there'd be crowd scenes like, "Yep, that one again, that one again."
0: Hamish has very kindly brought us mm. some... Dun, dun, do we dun, dare open dun, them or do dun, we preserve dun. them for all time? And The and, audience doesn't know what
2: they are. And reap their, reap their <laughs> value. I brought, I've Wait, brought some, oranges. I brought some body bags. <laughs> um, I brought some Detective Pikachu uh, four additional game card booster packs based on the film because uh, in the UK, at least, the exclusive card thing is only for 3D showings. I did go and see it in 3D and what i i specifically did it i didn't do it like via online or anything else because i was like i need to have face-to-face interaction to remind the person i want a pokemon card got the ticket no pokemon card interaction and i walked away going okay cool mm-hmm. trying not
1: to have the hurt in your voice as you say and
2: Thank then you. she sh- uh, she shouts sir sir you forgot your pokemon card and I had stopped and had to be all, oh, what, Pokemon card? Oh, wow, thank you. Oh. Rather than just like so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, the one you get with the movie is mm. uh, you get a Pikachu and I th-
1: uh, like an exclusive one. So, but we've got here, you actually store bought Pokemon trading yes, cards. Yes, I did. Okay, okay. so
0: we're, we're opening our trading card game packs, gonna see which Pokemon we, we what got. What kind of Pokemon we're all gonna have?
2: Who's that Pokemon? Ah, yes. Oh, boy.
1: Ah, yes. All right. Um, Okay. So what had... I I, get an automatic win because I got Mewtwo, who is the (gasps) most powerful Pokemon. Psyjack is one of his powers. Uh, Psyjack sounds like uh, 80s sci-fi movies. It seems like
2: everyone's really pleased with
1: what they got. Okay. Okay. How do you play this game? Is it like Snap? (laughs)
2: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't
1: play this. We no, need right. so much I've So I got, I got a Mewtwo, Pokemon rap style, Mewtwo, Jigglypuff, Magikarp, and Morlew, who's the one Pokemon I don't know. What's that one? It's the floating little oh, mushrooms. Okay. is the, um, of course, our, our audience will know what Mewtwo, Jigglypuff, and Magikarp look like, but Morlew was the floaty, mushroomy type Pokemon <laughs> in, the, I think, the film's most magical scene. What did you get? What did
0: you get? I got Magikarp, Bulbasaur, Lickitung, and Ditto. (laughs) Now,
1: Bulbasaur, (laughs) I noticed in the film, Bulbasaur doesn't say Bulbasaur. kind of just goes...
3: (coughs) That
1: was a choice. I mean, no, Pokemon can make noises other than their
2: name. What did you get? Much like us. (laughs) I got Charmander, Lickitung, Psyduck, and Machamp. Wow... I'm very pleased with these. Uh, I'll
1: I'll check. Tra- I'll
2: trade my Mewtwo for another Magikarp. <laughs> no. Oh
0: yes. No, uh, no. Too
2: late. No, no. I'll keep my Magikarp. We work. all. None of us have got duplicates. My Machamp has the attack Directing Traffic. Look <laughs> at your top five cards of deck and put them back in any order. Isn't that nice? That sounds useful. So that's good. Anyway, yes. did wasn't that thrilling?
0: That was thrilling. Thank you, Hamish. Yes. I'm, I'm going put it to it. that in my wallet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Flash it as your ID next yes. time you... Uh... I'll put this liquor tie next to the photo of my husband.
3: <laughs> Welcome to Rhyme City. A celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. Tim, your dad was a legend in this precinct if you are anything like your dad. I'm not. I remember. You wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really work out. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh jeez, here we go. I know, you can't understand me, but put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa, did you just understand me? Oh my God, you can understand me. Stop, I've been so lonely. They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is pika pika. Uh, You can hear him, right? Pika pika. Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon, period. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're gonna do this, you and me. That brought us together, and that magic is called hope.
0: So the plot of Pokemon Detective Pikachu, as I got from (laughs) www.pikachumovietickets.co.uk, which was the official Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie website, it says, The world of Pokemon comes to life. The first ever live-action Pokemon adventure, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, stars Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu, the iconic face of the global Pokemon phenomenon, one of the world's most popular multi-generation entertainment properties, and the most successful media franchise of all time. Fans everywhere can now experience Pikachu on the big screen as never before, as Detective Pikachu, a Pokemon like no other. The film also showcases a wide array of beloved Pokemon characters, each with its own unique abilities and personality. The story begins when Ace Private Eye, Harry Goodman, goes mysteriously missing, prompting his 21-year-old son, Tim, to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, Detective Pikachu, a hilariously wise-cracking adorable super sleuth who is a puzzlement even to himself. (laughs) Bless! Finding that they are uniquely equipped to communicate with one another, Tim and Pikachu join forces on a thrilling adventure to unravel the tangled mystery. Chasing clues together through the neon-lit streets of Rhyme City, a sprawling modern metropolis where humans and Pokemon live side by side in a hyper-realistic live-action world, they encounter a diverse cast of Pokemon characters and uncover a shocking plot that could destroy this peaceful coexistence and threaten the whole Pokemon universe. Pokemon Detective Pikachu also stars Justice Smith, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, as Tim, Catherine Newton, Ladybird, TV's Big Little Lies, as Lucy, a junior reporter following her first big story, and Oscar nominee Ken Watanabe, Godzilla, The Last Samurai, as Lieutenant Yoshida.
1: <laughs> so, Pokemon Detective Pikachu spoilers. Mm. So, I've already said what i thought about the film. Uh, what are your takeaways? Because sometimes we want to hold out to the end what we think, but I think it's going to be easier to talk about the film with our hearts on our sleeve. So, so what did you think? I liked Pokemon
0: Detective Pikachu a lot. I have slight issues with it. I felt like, I think they got the hardest part right, which was creating this Pokemon world and making you believe in Pokemon and the people, the characters within. I think the story maybe is a little ropey. It's maybe not quite so interesting, a film, actually, and maybe it's not quite as amusing and entertaining as I would have hoped but i thought it was a very enjoyable
2: watch hmm. hamish i pretty much agree with that i've heard some people say that the plot was um, hard to follow and the third act was over the top but that's not what my issues with the story i found the story quite s- simple i was i was trying to remind myself that it's a detective film for babies so that's fine i there was not a single twist that surprised me i i from the opening scene you knew what the story was but if the film wasn't trying to convince you it could be a great detective movie I think
0: the game itself is also detective work for babies when I was playing the demo it was like now we need to look for clues and it was very yeah
1: I know what happened to the IPOM I know what I need to do next I think I sounds like I enjoy this a lot more than you guys even though you both enjoy it I think for me, I, I was there for the Pokemon in the Pokemon world. And yeah, the, the actual detective plot was very secondary. And um, <laughs> you say it's for babies. I got confused. <laughs> so I saw it again and now it makes sense. But the first time I saw it, I think what might have muddied people up. So again, spoilers throughout. It's it, A lot that revolves around this gas. And I think the gas both makes Pokemon go crazy, but also opens them up to be kind of possessed by by their human trainers. So, so the Gas does two things, really, which can be kind of confusing. So when I saw it a second time, that made more sense to me because I wasn't quite sure what the villains... why he was doing this, but now I now I realise why.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's less about what is happening, but how, how and told. why. Yeah, I got what was going on in the scenes, but looking back, I was trying to really work out what was... Why anything was happening and what the properties of the Pokemon and the properties of this toxic gas were.
2: And that's also part of the mystery. I kind of liked that Tim gets exposed to some of this gas and he instantly thinks that's what's
1: making him be able to... Like, he's starting
2: theories which are wrong. And... Actually, so
1: I have a question then, because I've seen this twice now and I still miss... Why Tim can understand Pikachu? Because yes, the, the when the, from the, fir- the the first trailers and everything are predicated on how can Tim understand Pikachu? And I think I said to you, Hamish, I get, I said like months ago. Oh, I know what it is. I, his dad is Pikachu, and I think he said, "How doesn't? Well, how can he doesn't recognize his dad's voice?" And they don't address that. <laughs> no, well, it no. turns out I was right. I was totally right, and then they. He's like, he does not recognise his dad's voice. And I know they're estranged, but
0: really? Well, the thing is, is that he last saw him when he was 11. And I I think that's fine, because he was young. Enough. It's sort of been 10 years.
2: Might do. I suppose as we are giving away the big twist, I will say that the second I realised they were, weren't showing who they'd cast
1: as the dad, I was like, mm. oh, okay. I know. Well, also Pikachu is in possession of a a hat which says, please return to Harry Goodman, Mm. which um, I felt gave the game away. Strangely,
2: I I read the whole synopsis of the game, and I don't think that's what the twist is. (laughs) The game seems to imply that
0: Pikachu is Tim's dad. Tim is like a little bit...
1: (laughs) I know where I got my tail from
0: then, (laughs) but... Uh, it doesn't explicitly reveal it as it does in this film. I agree with you. When I saw the first trailer, I thought, "Oh well, Harry is someone." And I thought the fact that in the film they don't with- withhold how he looks and all this kind of stuff. I was, I but I'll honestly say, I it didn't dawn on me that he was his dad until my fiance kind of was like, "He's Pikachu," and I was like. Oh right, okay. Because I just but I was did you say to... that when Pikachu appeared on screen, you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it was during. <laughs> it was. It was kind of as soon as Bill Naim fuses his conscience with Mewtwo. <laughs> oh right,
1: that's still quite <laughs> late. Was, yeah, it was still quite mm. late.
0: And I was. I was. The thing is, I was just banking on Harry Goodman being a recognisable celebrity, but it didn't dawn on me that that could be Ryan Reynolds <laughs> <laughs> until the end. Should we, um, talk, should
1: we talk a bit about Ryan Reynolds? Because um, it's, it's, he is the top billing, though yeah. he's not on screen. Well, he's on screen at the end, I suppose. But um, I think that was a big, maybe not bone of contention, but that was a real discussion point when he was cast. Because and... in, the,
0: in the game, the voice of Detective Pikachu is, I would say, more of the Will Arnett variety. Okay. It's more kind of gravelly
1: and gruff. Your standard film noir gumshoe. A little bit more, yeah.
2: I have a complex relationship with Deadpool, where I I don't dislike the films at all, but once you've tabled at a few comic cons, you have a kind of nervous repulsion to seeing Deadpool because people, without fail, people that cosplay Deadpool are some of the most irritating people that have ever been born. I can, I, I can imagine that, <laughs> and absolutely. And everyone thinks they're a comedian. Everyone thinks that, well, I'm in a Deadpool suit, so personal space doesn't matter. Mm. I can just do whatever I want.
1: If I can say something offensive, I'm Deadpool. <laughs> um,
2: so despite I think the films are well made and, you know, I think everything, I was a little bit nervous going in that it would just be Pikachu, but he'd have Deadpool's like personality and Deadpool's shtick. Mm. One of the things I liked was that Pikachu wasn't an asshole or like as offensive humor as we can get in a PG film. He was like a really nice boy. <laughs> like, yeah. He was and actually kind and funny and sweet and forgot,
0: good at his job.
1: I forgot it was Ryan Reynolds. Mm.
0: And if you think about Ash's Pikachu in the TV series, Pikachu's kind of a jerk. And can be a bit annoying, and... Yeah, especially you know, early on. Getting your Pokeball, Pikachu! Yeah. so Annoying. I felt, I felt like it, you know, whatever Pikachu was doing, because I felt that that was in character of what I've seen Pikachu do before, but obviously because it isn't your ordinary Pikachu, it is a human man trapped inside of a <laughs> Pikachu... This, is, this isn't your daddy's Pikachu. Body. It's daddy
1: Pikachu. Yeah. Mm.
0: It makes... You can't then say, oh, Pikachu would never do that. It's just like, yeah, but... It's a different Harry picture. Harry Goodman might. Well,
1: that's another question. I feel I feel this is um, the film and the world can be understood in very simple terms if you don't think about it too much, but then it falls away because I'm still a bit confused. Did you, did you answer why? I asked this question earlier. Did you answer why Pikachu and Tim can understand each other?
0: Yeah, that's the
2: thing I still can't work out.
1: I think maybe genuinely
2: magic because... <clears throat> Like, that kind of stuff does sort of exist in the Pokemon world. Like, the, the same level of, well, we always know what you're thinking and, oh, Pokemon tears can bring people back to life or whatever. It It's one of those things where I genuinely haven't been thinking about until you mentioned it, where Pokemon does kind of exist in this, like, don't think about it too much, just enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah, about uh, also, so um Bill Nye's character, Howard Clifford, He creates this city for Pokemon and humans to coexist, no fighting, no training. And his end game, his end plan, was, we discover is that Pokemon and human are going to be fused, merged together, basically evolving each other. I'm just wondering how much of his dad is conscious and is there. At the end of the film, when we do
0: see human Ryan Reynolds, he does wonder why he suddenly has this need for coffee. Yeah. And it seems to suggest does he was he aware of what he was doing? He must
2: yeah. I think it's imply I think it's actually stated fairly outright that the only thing that gets transferred over from Ryan Reynolds to Pikachu is his need to be a detective. And I think that's partly because he has a hat. I also <laughs> think it should be I mean yes, I mean We don't see I, Ryan Reynolds wear... wearing the hat at the end. God, I just sorry. want to say that the the method at which Mewtwo Mewtwo transfers the mind of Ryan Reynolds into Pikachu is a different method than what yes. we see later on. Okay. So I think the rules might be different. And also Mewtwo's acting all kind of like, I meant for this to happen and I wanted you to find each other. So the whole kind of psychic connection stuff, I can kind of like,
1: yeah, whatever. I that th- I, yeah. makes
2: sense. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but, th- but that's the thing. I think the the problem is, is it gets confused with the whole gas thing.
2: Basically, we see three different ways of which this thing happens. And it all kind of happens at once at the end. And the results are different. Because, yeah, I was a bit confused why Lucy in the Psyduck wasn't talking. Mm. Or like, so what does this fusing do? Because
1: halfway through, there's an underground Pokemon battle arena, which I Mm. loved. But the gas gets all released. And at that point, we, the audience, have been led to believe the gas makes people understand Pokemon. So that doesn't happen. Because um, Tim... The first thing he does when he sees a little gas canister in his, in his in his dad's office is open it and smell it. Which leads to a great line later saying oh, um, it all started when I put this stuff up my nose. <laughs> yeah. There's some brilliant lines in this. Um, there's some great dialogue. But anyway yeah, at that point I thought everyone in this battle, in this fight club was going to well, start we, understanding we, Pokemon. No
2: one understands the Apoms, which is our first like interaction with mm. Anyway, with we're, we're, the mechanics of the plot need a little bit of thinking about, and yeah. the, and these are these are the tiny elements that stop me from going super love it. Some some scenes felt a lot more like Disney Channel original movie. Than others.
0: So that's the thing. Yeah, I think the story is quite simple, but it's just there's not much clarity in terms of. It might be clearer if they hadn't just bundled everything together like you say. If Tim hadn't sn- sniffed this, and then you meant to think, oh, if he sniffed this, that's mm. why he can understand. Pikachu but then that's kind of a red herring but then it's not really hmm. resolved in another way.
1: It ma- did make more sense the second viewing.
0: I, I I think we we still don't necessarily know exactly quite why only Harry well, only Tim can understand Detective Pikachu beyond just they're related and it's magic.
1: Yeah I mean I'm happy with that. <laughs> Do we want to talk about how Magical Dad Redemption movies it's the 90s again. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So there I was. I woke up with a heavy case of amnesia in the middle of nowhere. The only clue to my past is Harry's name and address inside this hat. So I made my way to the apartment, and that's when I found you and your stapler gun. Stop talking! You're a hallucination! You're a hallucination. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I could stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot, black as night. Thank you, sweetie. the start of the film is we meet Tim
0: Goodman it, yes who is living in I guess the suburbs did you know what the somewhere. town was
1: called did you um I, I checked out what it was called it's called leaving town or levington Aww. which is very Pokemon
2: yeah I love that you grew up in a small rural town the thing. first
1: shots of this town is is like from above and it's all these houses it feels so much like the game boy game it was unreal so
2: yeah, uh, yeah. especially the modern games do, do often start with a little cinematic of birds flying past and stuff like that, and they, they knew what they were doing with a, a, a selection of just shots of the countryside of Pokemon roaming free to get you into that, oh, Pokemon Land vibe. Um, and yeah, he's trying but, to catch Pokemon.
0: yeah. See, I love Cubone. I know. (laughs) He's a good choice. And the joke is he's got a friend of him who, like, they grew up together, and he wants to convince him, basically, Tim, he doesn't have a partner Pokemon. And I understand in the games and everything, it's important, like, which starter do you choose, and that defines you a little bit. But this film really goes heavy on the fact that you kind of partner up with a Pokemon. Mm. It's kind of like His Dark Materials with... Demons I, I got is vibes. more that like that. Yeah, which so I don't really, I don't know if that's such like a thing more often.
1: No, you can go. As I just say to, to to clarify in the Dark Materials books and films, everyone everyone's soul is represented as by a creature, an animal called a demon. That seemed to be new lore to me. But what was it? Well, in- the
2: thing is, it's actually very. It's kind of fundamentally changed something I they thought about Pokemon. So in the games, you play as a person and who's. Implied goal is to catch them all, but every I've heard that expression. <laughs> yeah, but every single other person you come across, that isn't their goal. Everyone you fight has one or two Pokemon or three. Even gym leaders only have a few. And when I watched this film, I realized like, why? Like, you know, that one of the characters has a Psyduck. It it would be weird if she had a Psyduck and a Tauros and a whatever with her and like 500 on the computer somewhere. And it made me realize that in the Pokemon games, you're playing a very specific type of like collector person. If you want, you don't have to play Pokemon games that way. But we are following NPCs in a way. And yeah, some people don't have Pokemon. And in stuff like Let's Go Pikachu and in um, even Pokemon Go with like the buddy system, it's, they've definitely pushed a much further that you can collect Pokemon, but you have like your partner mm. who you do everything with. That's how a lot of gym leaders get introduced in the show, where it's just like, "Yeah, here's my Raichu. It's the best." Yeah. I mean, one of the most famous NPCs in Pokemon is, "Check out my Rattata. He's in the top percentage of Rattata." <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't I know. I, I again, I loved Cubone. It was a very good. I love the joke about how he's right for you because he's lonely. Yeah, and he's just like crying in the field. Yeah,
1: great dialogue. His friend, uh, he's called Jake, and he's saying. Remember, and there's a little bit of a sprinkling of exposition. It just says it doesn't require any skill to capture this Pokemon, <laughs> so you can do it. And, the, and Tim's like, oh, thanks, mate. But you're very, Cubones, he's in Long Grass. They they give you your Pokemon scene. The film itself is, um, again, it's not an ad- adaptation of the red and blue of, of the mainline Pokemon games. So they didn't need to have a scene, but I think they obviously felt it would not be a Pokemon live action movie if you didn't have a bit of Pokemon training in there.
0: I completely it, it hadn't dawned on me that there would be a Pokeball in this movie I don't know why but then like suddenly he pulls a Pokeball out of his bag, and I was like oh my the, god the cinematic, it's a Pokeball.
3: the cinematic <laughs>
1: interpretation of a Pokeball and he press a button and the light comes up it's amazing. It was very like metal and then mm, even... I think it looked just like a toy he used to have. Yeah well, and like he was looking. he used to like... throw out dogs <laughs> No, Hamish never did that. And then
2: just the whole, like, oh, why isn't the light gone green? And, like, Mm. was... In every single Pokemon game, there's always this NPC that teaches you how to throw a Pokeball. And it was that scene in this movie. But this felt like a little vignette. Mm. Say, okay, this is what Pokemon is.
1: And also, I enjoy just how many baseball caps are in this movie, because if anything says Pokemon Trainer, to me, it is baseball caps. It's all about the hats. All, and all about t- And hats. his
2: t-shirt, he felt... I'll talk about it now a little bit, I suppose, because the thing, I think, was a masterstroke, and I thought since the first trailer was, like you said, it's not a Pokemon film and that the Pokemon are here in our world even though our world and Pokemon world is very similar, the fact that they do mention, like, Kanto and even and other Pokemon worlds and places, and I don't know, I can't explain... Like, even though I say I liked it, there were moments when I was just, like, reminded that it was a Pokemon film, and I was like, oh my god, it's real! <laughs> like, I'll say, actually, the brief moments where Pikachu is saying Pikachu, mm-hmm. like, the little scene when he hasn't been possessed by Ryan Reynolds. And he's just like, pika, pika.
1: my heart was like
2: yeah. bursting.
1: Original voice actress as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
2: And like, I, I, you know, I, it's not that I was sad that we didn't get that film. I just think, and other times of just like Mewtwo flying around the city. And when I remembered I was watching a Pokemon film mm. was magical. Yeah, <laughs> And know. that first scene is a
1: good example. As I said, when, when, they mentioned when Rita fucking Aura, for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> um, non American singer, Rita Aura. I'm assuming that's why it's called the gas is called R for Rita. Um, <laughs> Rita rebelsa. <laughs> but when Rita Aura um, says, Yes, we picked up his Pokemon in the Kanto region 20 years ago, I turned to my friend and was like, this is Canon okay <laughs> like again this this is the music and like we did the podcast about the first movie and then I guess we can tie this into the start of the film the start of the film is Pokemon the first movie with meteor escaping and I was just like oh my God, <laughs> that was so like and he does the uh, Mewtwo's crossing his arms like Hamish's right now <laughs>
0: there was the, yeah the director mentioned that they got the they looked at the first movie and to make sure the bubbles were exactly the same oh my, and Mewtwo's chamber that seems
1: excessive but,
2: <laughs> um, no well that, that that line the fact that they just acknowledge that there is one Mewtwo it was made by you know Team Rocket or whatever. It was
0: it is the Mewtwo from Mewtwo Strikes Back. I th- yeah. I think
2: they've gone on record to say. Yes, that was a fan service line that was there to make me excited, but it also just showed that yes, this is taking part in the world.
1: Well, I think it's a difference between an Easter dragon fan service to then actually making something canon, by which I mean nothing in this film contradicts no. The rest of the canon. So that's the thing. It's like I remember when, when Doctor Who started in 2005 again, and they were very careful to 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 sink you slowly into that hot Doctor Who bath. And um <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good an- analogy. Yeah, they they didn't just throw out all the exposition. It took like a couple of years for Gallifrey to get a name check and things. And with this, they don't. Yeah, they're just saying this. This is this could be part of the universe. And I'm sure if you go deep, you'll find certain contradictions, but... I mean,
2: uh, speaking of Rhyme City, like, they go out of their way to explain why things are different here. And, I mean, in Pokken, the, the Pokemon, like, Tekken fighting game, it's set in a region where they specifically say, oh, in our region, we battle differently. And, whether this takes place in America or the UK or wherever, I'm still confused. This is
0: the, uh, yeah, it's all part of the PCU.
1: So, um, Tim Goodman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a bit on the nose, isn't it, Goodman? um, It's the name
0: of the character in the game. Uh, So this was played by Justice Smith. Mm -hmm. I very much liked his performance.
1: Yes, 100%. He is
0: himself a confirmed Pokemon fan. I think he's been on record
1: to say that Totodile is his all-time favourite good choice choice. he's been been, yeah i've been i mean we follow a whole bunch of people on twitter the old games and film podcast and he's he's been gushing about it he's clearly a fan and apparently you you said shares us shares an interview of bill Nye. he's now a born again Pokemaniac, isn't he
2: (laughs) he's yeah there's an extended interview of bill Nye where he's talking about um how much he loves mew and how he bought a mew thing you
0: yeah, this, this is what he said.
2: I did a crash
0: course in Pokemon lore and bought every book available, including the deeply impressive Pokédex. I love the collecting. When I get around to it, I'm going to download the app and go to Strasbourg. Someone told me they went Pokemon hunting in Strasbourg, which made an impression on me. <laughs> See the sights <laughs> and the Pokemon. And then he was asked what his favourite Pokemon was, and he said the Ancient Mew was probably my top, top favourite because he's just majestic, and he was the very first. He was elegant and powerful. Is he the character? <laughs> but that's the thing. He's talking about them like they all exist.
1: He, he's saying how Bill Nye now is in possession of Pokemon art so heavy he hasn't got a wall uh, <laughs> uh, strong enough to hold it, which which might be hyperbole. When he first,
2: So he first appears early in the movie on a TV screen, and I sort of thought his entire role would be on green screen, like mm. phoned in, but no, he's there. Yeah, he's... Very he, much. He so. committed
1: to being in a set. At <laughs> um, <laughs> least he could do. But um, Tim, uh, what? Well, Justin Smith. Yeah, he's he was in the Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, and he was very much my favourite thing in that. He he's just he's a great entry point of a character, and um,
0: yeah, I I liked having a character who was just didn't want to be there. <laughs> and but like at the he's there, th- the, he's, he's, do you he's you there for the parents to relate to but that's the thing.
2: <laughs> i mean sure to an extent
0: but someone who like we we see more of his backstory and we see how he did want to become a pokemon trainer when he was younger and so mm. he does have this thing and it's it's sort of like repressed pokemon love and he's trying to distance himself from pokemon because it reminds him of dashed dreams that he once Which I think had. a lot of parents could relate to. <laughs> but I liked how it wasn't like someone who's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Rhyme City. That mm. um, was very Ash Ketchin. It was very much like, uh going to go to Rhyme City because my dad is dead. <laughs> yeah, it was quite <laughs> well, somber. Dad, how
1: inconvenient.
0: It's kind of a somber start to yeah. them. When, we, when you mentioned Rhyme City as being like a confused amalgamation of London and... Mm-hmm. New York and Tokyo, I think, is what they were going for. But it's it's funny just how much of London is is preserved or <laughs> it just not kept.
2: Yes, I mean for every what... Jigglypuff cafe, there is a Lloyd's Bank and
1: Pret a Manger. Isn't Lloyd's Bank the one of the horse? I don't. So... <gasps> oh, oh, the well, deep lore. <laughs> What's the Ponita? It was Ponita, Yeah, yeah. Oh, myth- just a mythical creature called and a horse. <laughs> I mean, I actually appreciate that the train ride into Rhyme City reminded me of uh, Zootopia, or Zootropolis, as it's known it's, in the UK. It's funny
0: how much this film is Zootopia. It's about animals going crazy yeah, with the by, night howls. Yeah, the purple mm. gas that's like the berries or something that they have in Zootopia. It's almost the same
1: film. There's a, there's a bit in Zootopia where they go to a museum with a lot of skeletons, and they really wanted human skeletons to be in it, to be like, what are these crazy-ass creatures who used to live yeah. here? Yeah. Um,
2: Well, we see actually some uh, world building further than the games ever done, where we see pictures of Pokemon cave paintings and Pokemon hieroglyphics.
1: Yes, apparently the ancient Egyptians were in possession of Pokeballs, which really, really confused me. And is
2: canon in the games. Pokeballs have existed for a long time and they used to be made of nuts.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> just, I'll just, I'll it's never, very strange. Oh my god, if I eat a pistachio nut, am I eating Pokemon? There's a type of nut that opens up and you can magically put. Oh, can don't, you, I can imagine a horror film where you're walking through a forest and all these nuts open and suck you into them. You're like, oh! Ah. Yeah, okay. yeah it, was, it was nice. I liked Yeah, wonderful opening. Wonderful opening shots of Rhyme City. Really selling the world, and and also wonderful music from uh, Henry Jackman, who uh, does a lot of the Avengers movies. I think he's mainly the Captain America guy, and
0: he did Wreck It Ralph as well. I think Wreck It Ralph,
1: but I feel he really excelled himself here because um, I think if, if anything sells the emotion of this film and the world is the music because it's got the music often has real notes of longing because whenever he's um, whenever Tim's thinking about his dads and things, I feel you. Uh, that's really selling it but the the use of synth also sells the otherworldliness of this the film ends with a, a beautiful remix of the red and blue pokemon thing not on the soundtrack though <laughs> I, I tell
0: you what as the film ended though the rita aura song came on and mm-hmm. there was this annoying kid who'd been pokemon splaining the whole film to his mum and his younger brother the oh, whole God. movie and he was like,
1: oh god, I hate
0: these kinds of songs! <laughs> he was about eight years old. What did, what did he think? There was like some j pop yeah.
1: after that.
2: I also loved. Just I think he already the, left by the time. I did love the visuals of the credits.
1: Oh, yeah. So Since we're talking about him, um, that was almost my favourite thing because every main character, they get turned into the characters from the. Um, the art style of game. The yeah. art style of the game, yeah, not the anime, because the anime. Takes mm. it mostly, but it was, it was just beautiful, and I thought, "I'm about to see Bill fucking Nye as a Pokemon <laughs> character." That's beautiful. What happens next in the film, though? <laughs> well, there's a brief scene. Is it Ken? What Ken let them fight Watanabe. I thought he's going to be in this film a lot more, but he was in pretty much one long scene and then two tiny scenes, and so he picks up the keys to his dad's place from uh, Ken Watanabe. Yeah. Lieutenant Yoshida, who's got a snubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lovely big pink snubble. I think I've seen there's a few subtle things because it establishes that just because it's big pink Pokemon doesn't mean it's a girl because I think he calls it a, a, a him at one point. It's He's very, very comfortable with having this big pink dog yeah, who, Pokemon. Yeah,
2: po- who has what Pokemon is uh, kind of in, not in the same way as Dark Materials, but it is an insight into A little bit more about them such as lucy and her psyduck it tells you a bit more about lucy than her dialogue does (laughs) in some ways
0: but he goes to so tim gets the keys and goes to his dad's apartment to collect his things and that's when you are introduced to lucy and her psyduck it's not the sort of
3: place you want to visit alone at night i'm actually pretty good at being alone at night nope that did not land right at all have you ever talked to a woman before?
2: Lucy, I feel... There's two actors in this film who I feel were slightly in the wrong film. I didn't. I lo- I get what they were going for, but she loves detective stuff and she wants to do everything by the book and, like, old style, whatever. But her and Bill Nye's son, their acting felt a little out of place compared to everyone else's. I
0: think they, their performances were pitched as this is a kid's movie, whereas everyone else was trying to do a bit more... We're trying to act like we're in a serious-ish to an hmm. extent
2: drama for kids. As she felt to most like movie. she came out of the anime.
1: I mean, I agree. I I don't think she quite landed, but I, d- I did quite like her. And but she also came across as somebody who would seen too many detective or reporting movies because mm. she's constantly. She says, I, um, "I walk the walk, I talk the talk." I don't. There's only one thing to fear is fear, and I don't fear fear. And...
2: I like I liked all that, and I liked her in the bar, doing trying to do like don't talk to me
1: kind of things. Yeah, they sit in separate booths, but they quickly learn that's not a really good idea. Um,
2: I just think, I don't think they quite committed. I think it'd be funnier if she went even further in her being a detective type Yeah, if she
1: wore
0: a dearest daughter as well. Yeah,
1: and if if her and Detective Pikachu had a bit more conflict. Lucy's played by Catherine Newton. Looking in IMDb, it says that... uh, She's also, she's an avid golfer and was recently featured in Golf Digest, who recognised her as the best golfer in Hollywood. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> um, hey, well, there's a lot of top golfing people in Hollywood. I That's know, all it's that pretty Hollywood high plaudits.
1: She also, um, uh, she's in uh,
0: Three Billboards. She's only in it for a small moment. She was good in Blockers, which Not was, seen that, I heard it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a, as sweet as a teen sex comedy can be. Uh, she was doing Big Little Lies, and uh, she's in a new Netflix show called The Society.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought she was pretty good. I, I get the, I see what you mean about Dis- she felt a bit Disney Channel to me. I feel there was part of that was 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 the character herself, mm. but but yeah, the the other bloke, the um
0: Chris Gear, from so, uh, You're the Worst, which is a show I I enjoyed watching.
1: He comes across as a massive dick in uh, Detective Pikachu.
0: Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen of him in You're the Worst, that's kind, kind of his character. He's really annoying in that sort of way. But uh, but also, I, I, I mean, I think it works for the character because it's he's meant to be so over-the-top kind of mean that when he isn't the villain, as you think it's going to be, it sort of throws you... A little bit more. But maybe he just goes a little bit too far in that direction. But then
2: at the end, everyone like Lucy's happy to have his approval. And we but he still runs the media and the police and the city. Mm. And I thought the film was briefly going in a, Isn't it bad that a company owns a city? But at the end it's like, (laughs) no as long as they employ you as long yeah. as they kill you as,
0: know, as long as the ceo respects you and gives you well, a better pay yeah, so it's just like
1: oh yeah forget about the unions the, the first time i saw this i got i got I got it mixed up in my head because i noticed how comically evil he was at the start and then at the end he was good and i thought oh that's because maybe he was an, a ditto and the first time you saw him and his ditto being evil no no he was horrible dick because
2: um, they, that's the scene they set up that there's a ditto around. Yeah,
1: so no no, they the ditto is actually in the at playing somebody else in that bit. So Anyway, yeah, I didn't, he's, I didn't he's think Horrible Man. I
2: didn't think those characters ruined anything, but I did think Lucy was sometimes a bit outstaged by Psyduck, who I think Is the... uh, MVP. Yeah, I think, you know, best supporting actress
1: (laughs) nominee. Again, question, not picking apart this film too much, I do love it, but why would you hang around with a Pokemon which could explode at any time?
2: Because, Because. and one of my favourite lines in the film, Mm -hmm. top 10 cute Pokemon joke they're all cute (laughs) like the Psyduck's really cute and really funny of course you would and I love like one of my favorite shots in the film is just it in the back seat and Pikachu in the little booster seat Mm. all strapped in Pikachu like looking over and just I I I related to Psyduck more than any of the other characters (laughs) yes
1: I, I suppose so I think we all feel a little bit Psyduck but um can you explain to me doesn't Psyduck you know what? I've gotten confused. I assume Psyduck always holds a leak, but that's a different bird's type That's a far-fetched. That question, <laughs> that mystery has been solved by In stereo. Tim. stereo. In stereo. Far-fetched, Harry. So once Tim
0: reaches the apartment, he this is where he encounters Pikachu. Mm.
2: P.I. Yeah, and again, I, I liked that De- <laughs> Detective Pikachu was actually a detective in some ways i like like i found the scene when he walks in and sees all of his working really endearing mm. oh his but, clues on the floor yeah like i genuinely go and went into this film thought detective pikachu would like have the hat and think he's a detective but not really and be a bit of a jerk but i like that he instantly really likes tim and wants to solve i don't know i just i liked his drive he's got <laughs> like, gumption
0: uh, do you
1: think it was Peter Tew who was watching Home Alone? Or Okay. <laughs> that was, that was one of my... Pitch. So on the telly is a black and white um, sort of gangster movie and or detective movie. And you think, oh, it's just a generic detective movie. But it's a very specific I knew movie. straight away and I was very confused. Angels <laughs> with Dirty Faces. Yeah, which was made especially for a brief sequence in Home Alone. So it's not actually a real movie. Nope. So was Peter universe? same
0: universe it's either Pokemon Detective Pikachu exists in the Home Alone universe or they're just watching
2: Home Alone but which is kind of cute because Pikachu is Home Alone but Home Alone 1 and 2 came out before Pokemon and before the schism which created Pokemon
1: <laughs> how, how ancient is Mew the
2: most ancient Pokemon he's from 19- 1995
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I found that
2: strange. I did actually like I, I thought it must have been a reference, but like the director must have worked on it was. But no, no, just here's a probably cheap joke. A, probably a very cheap detective movie to get the
0: rights to.
1: <laughs> and so I guess the wet bandits would have water type Pokemon in in Home Alone.
0: <gasps> Who would Joe Pesci's Pokemon partner be? <laughs>
1: I'm just wondering what Kevin McAllister. What's the? He, oh no, Kevin is like not ten, so he doesn't get a Pokemon. So that makes sense. That's that <sighs> tracks. Buzz um,
2: would have a tarantula type Pokemon, obviously. Who? Mm-hmm.
1: Buzz. Buzz, yeah, absolutely. And um, defeats Daniel Stern Pokemon. I'm trying to think who the scary <laughs> the scary guy with a beard and the shovel. What's the? Well,
2: oh, there must be a shovel type Pokemon. Home Alone never confirms that he didn't kill all those
1: people. <laughs> we only confirm that the Sun forgives him for it. Um <laughs> that's very true but yeah that was that was slightly distracting but I guess it's only if, if you're in the only know. for movie fans <laughs> I mean um, you know cinephiles like a, ourselves I'm, in the film Us uh, Jordan, by Jordan Peel they reference Home Alone and Micro Machines in, 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 a, in a sort of siege scenario and the kids say what's Home Alone what are Micro Machines and that's a lovely little bit of a lightness and that's mm. a horror movie We're so early in this film still <laughs> yeah um, um when when Pikachu, he peeks around the corner and his eyes are just big and brown and there's the torch in his face and he gives a little smile and a little ear twitch, your heart melts. And I was just turning to to my mate I was like, he's so cute. And there's shots when he's walking and he's just like, he's bobbing along. So,
2: so cute. I think because he's the mascot and it was never cool to love the mascot, I've never particularly focused on Pikachu and I... Don't I've never really found him that cute before, and this one absolutely <laughs> won me over. And I think one of the detail I love the most is the little whites that appear sometimes, like a Labrador,
1: mm. when he kind of looks to the side. Yeah. Well, for me, there's a a bit when um when uh, Tim is at his lowest ebb because he now truly believes his dad is dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a scene when Pikachu and Tim are sat together. And Pikachu is doing his heartfelt speech, and the camera's pulling right to his face. And again, we're living in an age now where you, the you animators have just full confidence to, I think it's mocap as well, through the face. His little, like, forehead room. It's like... his nose that like yeah, I was no. focusing on. I was absolutely locked onto his little, little button nose. And, you, and when you're animating a character, you do have to animate the breathing. And, and it has to feel like, with every, every time they speak, they have to breathe in before they speak and stuff. And I was watching his nose and I was just tracking how he would, he would just do a little breathe in with his nose whenever he was doing a heartfelt bit of sentimental stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, there was a massive push for Danny DeVito to do <laughs> Pikachu's voice. And it just wouldn't have worked for this character, this particular interpretation. Mm. Now, that's, I... not, that's not to say, sorry to interrupt, it's not to say that Danny DeVito can't do wonderful warmth. But he's got the voice sort of ex- of experience, and I think I think Ryan Reynolds he's got that youth youthful voice. I feel
2: I read um, interviews with Ryan Reynolds, and he didn't say yes straight away. And the thing that won him over was when they sent footage of Pikachu, which they had animated already to his voice. I saw something again with the director saying that the first thing they did with this movie was make sure all the Pokemon were like designed and looked right, and. They won a lot of the cast over by just showing them, you know, this is you or this is your Pokemon. I love Danny DeVito and I think he does have the range, mm. <laughs> but I think it would have come across different.
1: There's not much time for um, Pikachu and Tim to get to know each other. I mean, they right away, Tim's like, oh, I can understand you, I can understand you. Um, because they're quickly attacked by um, APOM, who have been subjected to the same gas that we think Tim has been uh, subjected to and has made him understand uh, Pikachu. I found them quite terrifying, a bit like, um reminded me of Critters from the film, or crates from the film Critters. At one point, Tim loses his trousers, and one of my favourite lines Pikachu says is, uh, they seem to be attracted to your increasing nudeness. <laughs> um, and that was a point where I thought, oh, are we going to get this the Deadpool Ryan Reynolds? But I think that's the only, it's only a couple of times where, He he referenced at one point. Oh, I think he just peed. Oh no, that was me. Did Pikachu pee? At one
2: point, Pikachu uh, asked Tim if Tim's going to make him into a lamp, implying that Ed Gein exists in this universe, (laughs) (laughs) which is good to know. But at one
0: point, he does like pick up a knife, and I was wondering if it was going (laughs) to get dark. But I mean, I guess speaking
1: of well, speaking of dark, I think you're about to say there's like one or two super dark bits. um, I think the highlight of which, I mean. They go from A to B quite quickly, and they eventually go on to get a lead, which brings them to Mister Mime, who lives solitarily at the dots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very noir thing to have. I mean, as, an informant—that's thing. Have an informant, and they're at the dots, and certain noir tropes. But yes, to find out the informant at the dots is a Mister Mime is very unsettling.
2: A genius choice, and I'll mm. tell you for why is that if you're going to make a movie about Pokemon where they're in the real world and people are going to be complaining about how uncanny it is, I think to straight up in your first trailer say, Mr. Mime's in it, it answers the question of what does Mr. Mime look like in this universe? It's kind of that... Mr. Mime in some ways is probably the hardest sell of any Pokemon.
1: What about that one in blackface?
2: Jinx will not be appearing in this (laughs) franchise.
1: You may see one stood by like a lamppost from behind, maybe one day, Mm. (laughs) but that one, and also you were telling me the other day, the one based loosely based around Urigela.
2: Kadabra and Alakazam have not appeared in the anime or trading cards since the 90s because the lawsuit Urigela has against the Pokemon company is ongoing. (laughs) I still think they should have settled it by getting him to play Alakazam.
1: We're all waiting for him to die and then they can put him... (laughs)
2: Alakazam exclusive Geller death trading card. Or if you don't
0: Pokemon Go on the day of his funeral Alakazam's everywhere. (laughs) Uh,
2: Beautiful. But yeah, Mr. Mime scene is uh,
1: charming and dark. And I love it when a film with like deep lore and very unique lore gets to do what seems like a classic sketch but it could only have happened in this. Um, to see someone have an interrogation sequence with a Mr Mime, and Mr Mime is completely locked into his mimes, and there's lots of subtle clues that uh, uh, visual and, and audible. visual a lot of audible. So whenever anyone there's a bit where they're pouring gasoline to effectively burn <laughs> Mr Mime in this kids film. And 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 Justice Smith is pouring this fake can of gasoline and you're hearing the gas splashing. Did either if, if you noticed, that there's a bit where Mr Mime, he locks himself in a room and Justice Smith goes in there and when he's in this imaginary room, his voice is muffled? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was amazing. So about them trying to burn Mr Mime to death,
2: I'm convinced they cut something. So the, at the end of the scene, he drops a match and it cuts straight away and it's funny with how quickly it cuts away. Yeah, what happens next? But, before the film came out, I read some reviews from people who had gone to advanced screenings, and two of them mentioned out-of-characteristically violent (laughs) depiction of Mr. Mime acting out something horrific. And, like... Yeah, that could just be them trying to burn him to death.
0: Or but, it could be, you know, when he's involved in a motorcycle crash in mime mode.
2: I suppose. I was, I was, yeah. see, I started seeing the gasoline. I was like, I cannot wait. And then it cut <laughs> away and I was like, bit
0: oh, I wanted to see someone
1: um, burn alive.
0: <laughs> it's a good, the, when, when they cut it, it's a good joke. Beef. Yes, it's funny. So it works that way.
1: Um oh, I mean, they're but very casual about how Mr. Mime is now like, have effectively he's killed himself <laughs> release own. the snyder cut <laughs> mm.
0: what happened to mr mime stays between tim and Pichu. <laughs> he never shows up
1: again in the film they're not going to mention <laughs> anything we, not, we
0: don't see another mr mime anywhere else in the film i don't think so i
1: mean the clue they get from mr mime takes him to the pokemon battle arena what's it called like the roundhouse or something mm. yeah or the round?
0: it's just like an underground fight
1: I think if if a Pokemon Battle Arena wasn't in this film, I might not have even missed it because I think the the world is rich enough that it's, even though the game you're doing a lot of battles, you, you don't often go to the stadiums that you see in... Mm. It's always gyms. You're just going around youth centres ra- wrestling with the, <laughs> with the guy who runs it. I think
2: it. if there was no any kind of battle, I would feel a bit strange but i do think the sort of final fight between pikachu and mewtwo which again is like the heavy hitters of the pokemon Mm. franchise
1: and nobody's shouting the moves as they're doing them either do they do a bit of it when mm. when tim is like in this battle arena um pikachu and charizard end up getting into the arena together and and tim is like use this that and the other
2: yes Volt tackle has -hmm. become in the anime pikachu's finisher move and it's also his final smash and smash brothers um, mm-hmm. So it, it had a level of like, use that one and it will finish the whatever.
3: Wow. I'd like to see this guy's internet search history. Who are you? Let's see where this goes. Tell him you're my new partner. I'm his uh, new partner. Well, that Pikachu Thunderbolt almost wrecked my prized Charizard last time he was here. Oh,
2: scar's still fresh.
3: All I hear are consonants, and all I see are nipples.
2: The scene also um, spotlights uh, Loudred, for kind of beatboxing ones, which
1: I love Really cool. <laughs>
2: they,
0: they were great. And uh, Diplo cameoing as the DJ.
1: They're there to track down who provided... Who framed Roger Rabbit. Who framed Roger Rabbit. The source of R. The source of R. Oh, that's better. Which, again, I think we've been, making, we've been making eyes at each other. Throughout this whole film, did you think Team Rocket... We're going to show up. If you have
2: a R in the Pokemon franchise with no explanation of what it stands for, really? Well, I was thinking if it meant rhyme or something, but like, that's what all fans are going to think. Hmm. And the fact that it comes from the same people who like are containing Mewtwo and I I, I was expecting maybe a post-credit scene, but I was sort of relieved there wasn't.
1: We we discover that there, there's a mysterious anyone wearing sunglasses turns out to be Ditto in disguise. And um, at one point in this um, scene, in in the round in the round arena scene, there is a lady with pink curly hair, with pinky gloves, with nails on, which is creepy. And you just think, is is, is that is that Jessie? Is that, is that <laughs> she be did Jessie? look. She did look very Team Rocket aesthetic. And I think with more of a
2: homage. Hmm. Yeah, and evolution isn't really explained it kind of happens off screen the first time to make a kind of reveal and then happens for seemingly no reason later with an EV other than to explain the evolution of mankind see, and
1: stuff i thought that was a holographic eevee in that scene but but no it was a real one which then trots off but yes the first time we see an evolution is when magikarp which then gets utilized by Pikachu as a sort of weapon.
2: Yeah, and I think it was. I think it was one of those things where fans know probably what's going to happen, but I suppose for the uninitiated, it makes it seem like that's just something that that fish can do. It can just turn into a big snake. Mm.
1: But it did seem like a, a special move as opposed um, to.
0: Well, Pikachu was just saying, well, you have to evolve it, just give it a kick. <laughs> <laughs> then he actually does kick it, is that what happened? Yeah, so, it was okay. Anyway. To, to sort of skip ahead a bit, they make their way
1: to the Pokemon lab. <laughs> <laughs> well, he meets... He, the first thing he does is uh, meet some um, Howard Clifford, the big boss, um, yeah. who then tells him he hired Harry. And then Harry was investigating, I think, the lab, the source of the gas...
0: Which was, yeah, and Howard Clifford says it's his son. Roger is the one Hmm. responsible who's doing all this genetic testing on Pokemon and is responsible.
1: So, so Pikachu doesn't really work that out. It's more Howard saying, my son is the baddie. Yeah. Which turns out to be a double bluff. It's all about fathers and sons. It is all about fathers and sons. You don't trust your dad or your son.
2: (laughs) <laughs> or anyone in a wheelchair in a movie. You
1: don't have a trust. Oh, yeah. I no, it. Take that Professor X.
2: Not not to not to be the killjoy. It wasn't it was a trope that I was a bit annoyed about just because in that scene when he was revealing to, you know, I'm the good guy and it's my son. I was actually really relieved because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, good." But no, of course, anyone in a wheelchair in a film has to desperately want to kill themselves.
0: Yeah, a bit like um Grandpa and Spy Kids 3D. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what it was referencing obviously. <laughs> But I really like this lab scene. They they go to the lab, and it's a it's a creepy lab. And again, this is a you know kids film, but and there's again, some threats.
2: The again, they they choose Pokemon well because Greninja is one of those ones where it uses its like tongue as a um, like a ninja type scarf, and that's disgusting if you'd in live action. So. They do it in live action and make it disgusting. Mm. They're not trying, to, they're not spending the. Like, unlike the anime, which you're right, every Pokemon has to be beautiful and perfect and wonderful. This one acknowledges that Kruger Ninja are both fairly famous because they're in Smash Bros. and disgusting and uses them well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they're chased through the forest, being chased by Grin They get chased by some Grin yes. Grin They learn that, Um, it, it appears that Harry Goodman was employed to capture Mewtwo. And they assume at this point Mewtwo, this whole plot is Mewtwo's revenge. and Giant uh, Torterra. Did you think, see, I think I got right away that these were giant Pokemon, but hmm. I think the film for the longest time tries to sell that they're not on the backs of giant turtle Pokemon. It's just some sort of psychic explosion that Psyduck has caused. But Yeah,
0: or I was thinking it was Mewtwo was, hmm. you know doing stuff. You didn't think it was just that,
1: by happenstance, a natural phenomenon. (laughs) 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 They all die in an earthquake (laughs) at
2: the end. Um, And obviously we lead into a uh, a mush part of the film where Pikachu is dying and we see some very cute Bulbasaur
1: well, this reminded you that this is like a magical world because we see mm. the cute Bulbasaur. We see the... Um, I got it on my Pokemon card. I mean, they're
2: specifically saying that mm. Rhyme City has no wild Pokemon. But every. But I don't think that's true because I don't know who owns all those Aipom. But um, it's one of our few scenes where we definitely see Pokemon in their natural habitat.
1: Mm. Yeah, you got the, the cute little Maulol I can see on my Pokemon card. They're <laughs> floating around in it. It's, it's a
2: magical, wonderful little thing. What a wonderful world. Yes, Pikachu discovers this sad situation that he thinks he betrayed Harry and then goes off for a sulk and sings the Pokemon theme while crying. I've <laughs> got
1: the biggest laughs, laughs in, in my screening. The little kids, those kids at the... T- back row, and they're all laughing. Again, it's always
2: been canon that Pokemon exists in a world in which there are also Pokemon games, and there's also Pokemon cards. Yeah, there's Pokemon
1: cards in a folder.
2: Since the first game, you've gone into Pokemon centers and seen people playing Pokemon on their Game Boys. But
0: when when the Cliffords were doing this sort of promo about the Pokemon parade coming up, the music in the background was the Pokemon theme Mm. as well, so the fact that it's then the lyrics are sung later by Pikachu. <laughs> um, yeah, well it's, it's all part of it. Mm. It's very, uh, very heart moving. I remember
1: the first behind-the-scenes photos of this film were of the Pokemon parade. There were loads of people in like very limp Snorlax outfits. And people thought, thought that's what the Snorlaxes oh, would oh look no. like. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I actually liked how the parade used the anime cartoon characters as well.
2: Yeah, and again, that makes sense. Like we have cartoon dogs, and we didn't redesign them for any reason.
0: Yeah, I, so Tim and Pikachu have split up, as as Pikachu does feel like he uh, is responsible for uh, betraying <laughs> and Harry. And a death. Yeah. <laughs> <I killed laughs> and le- leading to him to his death and, you know. But it, it does seem like Mewtwo isn't all that bad uh, given that he's been
1: I've... captured and... Mewtwo's characterisation was pitch perfect. Mewtwo's shtick is that he's the most powerful Pokemon. He looks evil and he's very conflicted about humanity. He does say at one point, "I know humanity is evil, but not all humans are bad." Which is, I love that. Very twenty weird. years
2: ago, he escaped from Kanto. He 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 has an arc in this franchise, and it's an ongoing turmoil for
1: him. Mm. He speaks psychically as he always does. He doesn't open his mouth, but when he is possessed by Bill mm. Nye, he speaks with his mouth, and it's just attention to detail, <laughs> deep cuts to lore. <laughs> This pleases Harry
0: Steele. Yeah. I mean, Pikachu solves, does a bit of detective work. More mm. uh, because... than
1: Batman in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah,
0: world's greatest detective. <laughs> he does. They know. both have
2: pointy ears. Yes.
0: But yeah, he's at the bridge, the site of the crime scene, of the car crash, and he finds a Greninja star and pieces together and realizes that Mewtwo was actually trying to save them. Mm. Uh, It was the Greninja who caused the car crash that um, uh, saw Harry potentially Who I assume all had their heads
2: exploded by (laughs) Mewtwo. Just all went pop, pop, pop. Ah, the Greninja star. And a carcass. (laughs) (laughs) And he said that he does his only bit of detective work. Well, I wanted, like, a bit of detective work there. And I could have been annoyed, but I thought it was a very funny line later on when Tim says, like... I can't remember exactly, but like, oh, Mewtwo's like putting gas around the city. He's like, oh wow, that really trumps
1: my like car crash discovery. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he comes um, back with like he really thinks is the ace in the hole, but no, the events have superseded it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tim goes back to Rhyme City to tell Howard the the news, but it's at that moment he realizes that Howard was the baddie all along because he sees him with his psychic link. Hat. Mm. Going
1: back a step, it was Howard who sent him to the lab. So why did Howard not just tell him to go home? No, Howard wanted Mewtwo to be captured. So he knew that if Tim got the attention of Mewtwo, that it would make it easier to capture Mewtwo.
0: So Howard's plot is the big Pokemon balloons in Batman style are filled with... Toxic gas, 1989,
2: which no one checked. That's yeah, fine. they're
0: filled with not helium but R, and that at a signal, all the gas is released into the populace, making all the Pokemon crazy. Once the gas is inhaled, it makes uh, people Pokemon able to fuse together properly. So that now midi- that mm-hmm. Mewtwo has Howard Clifford's consciousness and Howard is now controlling Mewtwo, <sighs> yeah. he can then use his psychic. Hand ray to merge Pokemon. hand <laughs> I mean, I mean, again. We,
1: I feel like it might skipped over. Yeah, Howard has something on his head. Um, yeah, I like said a, he has a funny hat. a funny hat. I mean, <laughs> again, we've it's all did, about we, hats. we've discussed the, the Okay. I lost. I lost where I was. The the, the
2: nonsensical nature <laughs> the, of
1: the the way you just you you worry mimed. He missed a mimed muse uh, hand ray going over the crowd, which reminds me of Don Cheadle playing. Uh, Captain Planet when he's turning everyone <laughs> into trees. So if you, if you Google Don Cheadle Captain Planet that's a hilarious little sketch.
0: Anyway, sorry. Ditto. Mm-hmm. Horror.
1: <laughs> Incarnate. Brilliant. Absolute horror. I loved it.
2: What? I, loved, I loved the way it was set up as well where you do see that Howard has a ditto. And mm. the ditto does turn into people. And I remember when that first happened I was like, that's disturbing. But I genuinely thought that was a background.
1: I was actually surprised. Mm. But, yeah, and when I mean... they remove the glasses you think it's just like a bag a baddie stick, or, or like but yeah when they remove the glasses and they have these two little dots that reminds me of um, Nightbreed <laughs> where um, so David Cronenberg plays a psychopath and he's got like button eyes it's like Coraline with the button eyes mm. it's something really simple but really horrific it, it's fallen out of Doctor Who so yeah that's and you go through a few characters with the dotty eyes, mm. it's um, great.
0: But then, yeah, because you, you realise then that Roger, when he's been wearing sunglasses, has been mm. ditto in disguise.
1: So he's a dick, but he's not ta- He's not trying to take over the world.
0: Yeah. But that also, because there's the whole scene when Mewtwo gets captured by him and he's wearing sunglasses. That was ditto doing that. Mm. And that was ditto opening the facility and letting all the Greninja out and stuff. So Ditto is legitimately evil. Ditto is high intelligence.
2: Maybe Ditto, this is all revenge for the way Ditto is currently used in the Pokemon games as a sex machine. You basically, so to breed you have to get two of the right. same type, but you can also just get a Pokemon and a Ditto. So most people just stuff a Ditto in the daycare centre and just make it breed with whatever they want. <laughs> it's, and, like, it's like the rooster. Yeah, and it's just this mush that will just take it. Wow.
0: It was fun because then you have Ditto like morphing into different Pokemon, and at one point, Tim has uh, is hanging on for dear life at the top of a skyscraper, and the <gasps> Ditto morphs into a tubo. that was a cruel then starts tapping away at his fingers with its bone. I
2: thought that was a good little um, bookend. Yeah, thing.
0: Pikachu and Mewtwo have a citywide battle. <laughs> but at one point the Mewtwo Bill Nighy, uh-huh. uh he says Harry's Pikachu and now that could either be the possessive, the genitive it's the Pikachu of Harry or it could be a contraction, Harry is
1: Pikachu wow Mewtwo is clever isn't he <laughs> or Rory is clever for having, <laughs> having got that I mean spoilers um because he's doing all this to distract Mewtwo, though, isn't he?
0: But also, he's got Ditto, who's meant to be uh, who's beating a... up Tim at this moment.
1: I need to watch it again. Actually, there's
2: a line which I think is confirming a long-held Pokemon theory. I'll lay it on me. It he mentions something about Ditto also being an experiment. Does he not?
1: Well, I so I have watched it twice, and I I was looking for this line as well. They they say something on lines of. What's happened to that Ditto? So I don't think... Because, mm. yeah, you I think you mentioned in one of our earlier episodes that Ditto is um, basically failed genetic experiments while trying to create Mewtwo. So I think d- d- Ditto's are a known entity, but this is a special Ditto?
2: Ditto's and Mewtwo's always have a little bit of a link, so it's just a nice little thematic thing, mm. I suppose.
0: But it all culminates in Mewtwo has got Pikachu by the Scruff of his neck and at that moment Tim removes the psychic link transfer consciousness helmet from Howard and suddenly they're separated Pikachu and Mewtwo both fall out of the sky
2: and Tim can finally strangle Howard to death
0: (laughs) (laughs) die (laughs) Um, but just before Pikachu lands on the tarmac Mewtwo psychic saves him Revealing he's great. And (laughs) lowers him safely down to the surface. And then Mewtwo undoes all the transferring psychic links, separating
1: Pokemon and partner. He has a reset button. Maybe some people really like that. It's like being in a nexus from Star Trek Generations. So I feel some, world.
2: Some people probably lucked out better than others. Like whoever owned that Machamp is probably doing fine, but mm. if you got sort of transferred into a. Oh, I don't know.
0: It was a furry utopia. Mm. <laughs>
2: that's Zootopia Origins. See, that's
0: what, yeah, Ken Watanabe was just like, ah, oh, I'm finally Snubble. I feel I'm like. Finally, we... my true me. <laughs>
2: I do think we were cheated out of him voicing a Snubble, though. <laughs>
1: Meowth is clearly not in this film for that very reason there's it's... a
0: horrifying scene where Meowth is separated
1: out or though... Jesse, Jesse and James both get <laughs> inserted into <laughs> Meowth and he's like the fly
2: I saw a tweet asking someone who'd seen the film I just have a question is Hitmonlee in the film and they said unfortunately no why it's like oh phobia <laughs> I just
1: terrified of Hitmonlee <laughs> Hitmonchan fine
2: Hitmonlee's frightening
1: the baddies, wait the baddie's can't away. It's a proper like '80s type ending. This, where the villain that gets taken away by the police, the the plucky reporter gets given the dream job with no mm. strings, and um, Mewtwo fixes everything and then says to Pikachu, "I'm going to transfer your brain back into your dad because I think we would be led, uh, we've been led to believe that Mewtwo has kidnapped Harry Goodman, but he's actually somehow." got harry inside him and is well, cool. no
0: he he transferred harry into pikachu in order to mm. save harry i don't know whether part of that was because harry wasn't conscious and needed a healthy body to get stored in or whether he was just like the evil pokemon people are coming after you we need to hide you i think the best on... place to hide you is inside your pikachu <laughs> the
1: only place <laughs> i've never looked like a, like a torn. first no. place they check yeah. <laughs> um, no, it certainly implied that he Harry's body was damaged so much. Because I think when Ken Watanabe shows in the video footage of the car crash and says nobody could survive that, I think we're meant to believe that's true. So I think Mewtwo did that transfer to save Harry's body. The next shot is we see Harry and Pikachu arriving. And we think it's Pikachu talking, but no, it's Ryan... Not Gosling. That would be a surprise. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds.
0: <laughs> yeah, we cast uh, run, one person to do the voiceover and another person... Mm, for
2: the body double.
1: Yeah. yeah, and they have a bit of a, a tender moment. They. It's
2: very telling that they don't show the actual shot of him crawling out of Pikachu's stomach. Because mm-hmm. that was the one thing I was worried about seeing, but the fact that you don't, I'm very grateful about. Mm. <laughs> him yeah, There's like... a
0: magical moment where Pikachu is... Lifted up in the air, and light emits out of them. Beauty and the Beast. Style. I'm thinking oh. more
2: like Ace Ventura
0: coming out of <laughs> the rhino. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so, and yes, camera pans up to the beautiful skyscrapers of London. I mean, <laughs> Rhyme City, and the end with those beautiful credits we mentioned earlier.
3: What is that? Silent but deadly. Apologies, my tummy's bad from all the coffee. Uh,
1: it's interesting to essentially
2: kill off your title character at the. This- like, yeah, there's meant to be a
1: sequel as well,
2: so... I'm sure Get so. back in!
0: <laughs> no, I don't want to! I'm, I'm sure if they either make another Pokemon movie set in the same universe, whether it will be Detective Harry Goodman plus Pikachu... Yeah. Pokemon Detective Harry Goodman. <laughs> no Pokemon in this film. Just... Or, you know, they'll go back and do... I don't know, maybe this time it's Tim who gets trapped in the body of a Psyduck or, you know, whatever and... I, I i muck I was... <laughs> <laughs> muck a pokemon story <laughs> like that scene in robocop um it'll be interesting to see whether they just fall back on talking pikachu as a concept and work around that or will they just continue different adventures but still keeping in this pokemon world that they've created
2: but Honestly, like you're saying about no credit scene, it's nice to have a film complete and the film ends. Yeah. We were talking about R being Team Rocket or other things, and we know it's a success and there will be a sequel and blah blah, but like it is actually nice to see a film with a beginning, middle, and end. I
1: mm, was just nice, there was I think it was like one hour 40 minutes, and it feels mm-hmm. like every film I've been seeing recently is two, two to three hours long.
2: Well, we've got to do 10 years before we get the Smash Brothers movie.
1: This is the start.
2: The special. actual writers of the film got asked about the Smash Brothers movie, mm-hmm. and they did say it would require a great Zelda movie and Mario movie. And... Yeah,
1: we do the Marvel style, not the DC style. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think for me, two stars, <laughs> two, 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 <laughs> two stars. Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith. <laughs> that's, that's two good. stars. Yeah, I, as I said, I feel every every year or so I get a real comfort movie type movie. My last one was Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Um, and it's just, I feel this is another one. it's a it's just a world I really enjoyed being in. I think all the characters are just really fun to be with and and you're I'm, I was just constantly wowed by Pikachu himself. So what's impressive
0: most about it in terms of being an adaptation is that they have this massive massive franchise with lots of different potential stories and characters that they could use. And they decided for the first thing to do was very ambitious, not in terms of the scope, but ambitious in terms of actually making it quite small scope. And the temptation would have been to make it big and loud and make it the red and blue Everything style in the kitchen sink. story. But it's ambitious in that they decided to make it a small story, make it focused and make it not look exactly like the games and, and stuff and i know like super mario brothers movie definitely didn't try <laughs> and do any anything like the games in that respect in terms of translating the source material but i think this was you know this has a lot of risk to do the story that they did in the style they did it and i think they managed to pull that off very well so i like how it's doesn't say, "Oh, I'm Pokemon stupid." Isn't this all silly? Isn't it hilarious how mm. there's Pokemon
1: everywhere? In recent, I think an easy comparison is like the Lego Movie because, I mean, I absolutely love the Lego Movie. I think it's another comfort film, but that takes a fairly um, meta view um, of of isn't Lego silly ultimately? And I feel what I liked about this film was how sincere it was. Yeah,
2: I think it's safe to say it's the best Pokemon movie. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. We still got twenty or so. (laughs) Yeah, well, that Pokemon Eleven, I hear, is the best one. (laughs) Mm. Um,
1: I feel that I'm, I'm hopeful that this will make more money go towards video game movies, and video games are treated with this sort of love and respect when being translated. So, case closed for Detective Pikachu. But what are we doing next?
0: Next time on Games on Film, we'll be looking at an animation, CG animation, based on a very popular
1: series of games. Are you, you going to edit out <laughs> these <Ali's> pauses?
2: <laughs> That's the tagline. Um. A CGI film based on very... Yeah,
1: so I mean, we've, we've seen potentially the future of video game movies, but um, we're going back now to something that was cutting edge in its day. It was uh, marketed as a photorealistic CGI phenomenon, phenomenon, um, kind of like story, Toy Story, but for grown-ups. Maybe we're talking about <laughs> Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. So, Hamish, thank you very much
2: for joining us on
0: this episode
2: it is my curse to always be here for your pokemon episodes please <laughs> hey, don't do another one until *Salt <laughs> so and chill comes out
0: yes uh do you have anything to plug
2: uh no <laughs> uh, you can follow me everywhere uh at hamish steel i have a couple of books out pantheon and dead endia if you go into comic book shops that's all i can really plug yes
0: please buy hamish's comics
2: yep i've got a new one coming out in december
1: Okay. Well hopefully we'll see you before then. <laughs> yeah. And Harry, anything for you to plug? Um, not at the moment actually, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at only man who can. You can follow me on Twitter at Rory Steele, and
0: please come to our Gamer Disco Club nights in and around London. We've got two every month, so find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Gamer Disco. And you can also find Games on Film Pod. On social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just search Games on Film Pod. Our website is gamesonfilm.witsite.com slash podcast, or you can find it tinyurl.com slash gofpod.
1: Please email us, gamesonfilmpod at gmail.com. You can also uh, donate to us, you can buy us a coffee, as it were, on co-fee.com.
0: Yes, and we also have an Amazon wishlist. You can find the link on our website to help us buy more awful, brilliant movies. Yeah, speaking of evil CEOs
2: in um... <laughs> Pokemon films.
0: Yeah. And the music for this episode was composed by David Lightfoot.
1: Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back again for Final Fantasy The Spirits of Inn, and-, and Hamish will be back again for Pokemon 3. The Secret of the Unknown, unless there's any other films he wishes to talk about. Uh, I've been Harry. I've been Rory. I am Hamish. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye.